good start. It's a great start. Yeah, it's the first win. Here we go. Only one person in a million can survive that. We survive. That's just what we do. I just hope we can win a game. Welcome to Survivor 2023, presented by Caesar Gap Fantasy Football. I am Jamie G. Esquire the fifth, a proud defender of Genesee Beer. Keep that Iron City swill out of Western New York. You heard, Yins? All right, I'm here with Magnum Mills. We're going to wrap up the 2023 NFL Survivor season. Mills, are you surprised that we survived yet another season? Did, did I catch a Yins in there? I'm, <laughs> I'm Magnum Mills, and I'm pretty sure that I caught a Yins in there. But I am not surprised that we survived overall. I mean, I've been trapped in a burning building before, literally. And seriously, I, I might not be immortal, but I am harder to kill than Steven Seagal, just like Survivor 2023 presented by Seizing at Fantasy Football. After all, it's 2024. We're 2023, yet we're still here. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We are on social media at CZGAPMF. Do not forget it. Do not forget to thank us. Do not forget to tip the person who organized your Survivor League, which you obviously won because you're still listening. And don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Seriously, they're not just for birds and pilots. If you had fun, please remember the thumb. For the last time, my dude, tell us how we did last week. And... Give us the final stats for our picks this season. Let's hear it. All right. Jamie G, we doubled up on our lock in week 18. We both had Tampa Bay, and they won convincingly despite not scoring a touchdown. Not quite the way we uh, played it out, but in Survivor, that doesn't matter. You got there pretty easily with your deep in the Las Vegas Raiders. While I failed with my deep, the New England Patriots, I should have known better. Why would they win one for the for the Billy on the on the way out? Uh, why would they? Why would they? We both missed our fades, Jamie G. You missed on the Seattle Seahawks and the Cardinals, but it did come down to the wire. I faded the Packers. N- not a complete blowout, but not as close as your loss was. So on the season, Jamie G, you hit 89% of your locks while I hit 78% of mine. You hit 67% of your deeps while I hit 50% of mine. And you hit 39% of your fades while I hit 50% of mine. And let's turn on the Wayback Machine here. Let's see how that compares to how we did last season. For the 2022 season, JBG, we tied. We both hit 78% of our locks. You hit 59% of your deeps while I hit 71% of mine. And you hit 28% of your fades while I hit 24% of mine. Because I believe there was a tie in there. And uh, we can go back one year further. That's as far as stats go. In 2021, Jamie G, you hit 89% of your locks while I hit 76% of mine. You hit 59% of your deeps. And while I tied with you, also hit 59% of mine. Jamie G, you hit 39% of your fades while I hit 28% of mine. Overall, that means, Jamie G, you're in the lead. You've hit 85% of your locks compared to 77% for me. You've hit 62% of your deeps compared to 57% for me. And you've hit 35% of your fades compared to 34% of my fades. Uh, Jamie G, I know this is only a couple of wins, losses would have made the difference. But goddammit, uh, uh, congratulations on the winning, but I'm mad and uh, going to do better next year, I feel. A- any thoughts on kind of the overall statistics, uh, you know, anything of that nature? Well, look, I, I think there's value in kind of seeing a three-year trend here. Um, and, and when you have three years, it allows you to start kind of start looking at uh, more than just, you know, 
you can dig a little deeper, so to speak. I really like where we're at here, Mills, and I've seen marked improvement. No question, guessing, you know, picking fades remains the most difficult thing to do, period. Uh, but I really like where we're hovering around the high 70s to mid 80s mark on those locks. I think that's that's really good. And seeing some improvement in deeps um, is, is really good too, because I think one lesson we learned is you got to have deeps. And it's not only as you get deep in the season, if you really want to stretch this thing out, you should probably plan on taking a chance on a couple deeps early on too. So I, those are two, you know, a couple things that really stand out for me here. But job well done, man. I mean, this is this is nothing to be, uh, you know, to be shy about. I mean, this is something to be proud about. These are good numbers. Yeah, it took a couple of hits down the stretch here in our locks and our deeps for the most part. But I think we have learned over the years, and we have you know played with our criteria. So it's not quite apples to apples but the idea is to combine a way where we can't just pick every team every week because that's not how survival works but on the other hand if we just each picked one team every week that's not really going to help you because everybody has different options available so that's kind of the reason we do it the way we do so i don't know if it's the most optimal way to show our value or our worth or whatever but so far it's the best we've come up with overall this season the one thing you could bank on Jamie G, we doubled up eight times where we decided we were going with the same thing. We went seven of eight, dude. We only missed when we double-faded the Chargers in week four. I have to say that's actually, I knew we did pretty good. I did not think it was that good that we only missed the one. And it was the Chargers. Uh, like Basically, you could have faded them in bed right more often than not because they lost more games than they won. But it, it, that's the one we missed. That's kind of the only uh, bee in my bonnet there. Of course it is. I'll tell you, the Chargers are the Chargers exist. It seems like to screw us over in Survivor leagues. Uh, always has, always will. We'll see if that changes next year. But that's unbelievable. But it, it, you know what? It doesn't surprise me at all, given given our history. And for you guys listening out there, this history with the Chargers dates beyond the last three years. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, I definitely was the the last person knocked out a couple of years ago when they got knocked out against the Texans when the Texans were abjectly horrible uh, the charges were definitely two touchdown favorites and that was two people left in a survivor league where we'd been offered a slit uh a, a split and passed and uh yeah that was a couple thousand dollars that sucked uh what didn't suck was the clean sweeps that's when you get your lock your deep and your fade right in the same week jamie d you, you did it six times jamie g very impressive one third of the time you got all the picks right that's super awesome I got there four times, also pretty good, but not as good as you, unfortunately. And we had three Zambonis. That's when we both get the clean sweep. We're just got the whole ice. We're doing it multiple times. It's a good time. It's like the uh, the intermission in ice hockey for Nintendo, if you've ever played it. We did that in weeks three, nine, and 12. As far as our locks go, Jamie G, you double dipped three times using the same team as your lock twice, and you got there all three times with the Buffalo Bills. Dallas Cowboys, and Miami Dolphins. I doubled it once with the Buffalo Bills, and I got there one out of two times. Not as good, but you're the two seed in the playoffs, so I suppose you can live with it now. You know, shout <laughs> out to you. Just loving the East, uh, you know, double dipping on the East divisions, AFC and NFC the most times. As yep. far as our deeps, Jamie Chi, you double dipped four times. Not quite as good here. You got there twice with Cleveland, twice with Green Bay, one out of two times with Houston, and both times you went deep with the Colts, you failed. I also double-dipped four times as well with my deep picks, 
and I did not even quite as good as you. I missed both times with the Falcons, and then I went one out of two with Cleveland, Denver, and Houston. As far as our fades, Jamie G, you double-dipped three times, faded a team twice. You faded Baltimore twice, got there once. You faded Seattle twice, got there once. And you faded the Rams twice, got there zero times. As far as my fades, I double-dipped four times, and I triple-dipped once. And you know what? Pardon my language, but fuck the Chargers. They were terrible this year. I faded them three times, and I missed on all three to my fades, despite them probably being the most disappointing uh, team in the NFL, at least for underperforming <laughs> maybe their win-loss total before the season. It just amazes me that I did as well as I did in the fades this year while fading the Chargers three times and missing all of them. That feels statistically impossible as far as the four teams that i faded twice i went one for two on all of them cincinnati green bay jacksonville and my philadelphia eagles uh jamie g anything surprise you at all the the way it broke down the number of teams we used twice that kind of thing anything stuck out to you the clean sweeps really surprised me i mean if anybody who plays survivor you, you know you, you're typically not picking a fade but anybody who plays knows how difficult that is to do. Um, essentially getting three, you know, two wins and and somebody to stay away from right all in one week is so that's really impressive on both of our parts. You know, I think the the lesson, uh the lesson learned on on some of these double dips, particularly on the locks, was using these teams at the right time. Throughout the course of the year, Buffalo, Dallas, and Miami. Now you could make a case with Miami, but all three of these teams you had to kind of be somewhat strategic, right? Dallas, you wanted to use them when they were at home. Miami, you wanted to use them when they weren't playing teams with winning records. The Bills had a weird schedule, and the way they broke down in the middle of the year made them difficult to use. So, you know, when I look at when I look at who I double dipped on the locks, and I think that's why you you know you got one out of two with the Bills there on on your double dip of the locks. It was all about timing with these. So I think I think that was a big surprise for me. Whereas, you know, all three of these teams are in the playoffs and are, are really good football teams, but and they won more games than they lost, but it was timing more than anything on those, I think. Yeah, and that's where we say have a plan to get lucky. That Denver Broncos win over the Bills knocked me out of so many yeah. things. And you have just all the things that had to happen for the Broncos to win that game down to that yeah. last penalty on the, the missed field goal. It's just wild. You know, I can't even imagine just watching that game, you know, as, as far as a neutral viewer, as far as you don't care if it's the bills or the Broncos, you're just watching for a survivor standpoint. You know, I had both, I wanted the bills to win, but I also had the bills yes. winning. Like I had penciled that out. Once we skipped the bills, I believe in week eight or whatever, against the Bucks. Like I had that Monday night football game against the Broncos was it. That's why I was using the Bills 100%. Well, because we said you, you really aren't using them again until maybe week 17, home against New England. Or the Jets was, game. But deep loss to the Jets, Jets once at that point, the Jets were pretty hot when we were talking about that. So that was an right. easy way you could have passed that up. So, you know, none of this exists in a vacuum. I think you yeah. successfully faded the Bills once, and I successfully faded the Eagles once, you know. So we try right. not to be biased, but it's also eagle to get into that dark zone where you're kind of trying to reverse jinx yourself or, you know, just uh, show and prove how, oh, I'm willing to go against my team. And we do really try to, you know, keep it straight. And sometimes fans of a certain team, you understand the game coming. You see the loss before regular people do because you've been watching every game and you just understand, like, boy, this impending matchup just, not a good one for us. 
Spot on there. Well, now that we know how we did, and and I love that data, we'll have to give an extra thank you to our producer for producing all that data for all of us nerd geeks out there. That, that gets me excited. We do need to figure out how to improve next season. Mills, what's one survivor lesson that you learned from in 2023 that you think will benefit you and our viewers? I think it's the power of multi-entering. We are getting into the zone now where you will have, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, other big websites offer these huge contests with 10,000 plus entries. And you could put, you know, 150 entries in at, you know, 20 bucks a pop, 50 bucks a pop, 100 bucks a pop. If you're doing that, you don't need us, I would say. What I would say is for the most part, if I had to spend, you know, $150 in Survivor, I would rather get into a contest where you could enter three entries at $50, then do 10 contest, 15 entries in 15 different contests where it was a $10 entry or whatever. I would say you want to maximize the, the bang for your buck and try to get into a contest where you can max enter. That's not always possible, but there are a lot of contests with a limited to, you know, three entries to five entries. Even if you can't max enter, I wouldn't mind entering three entries into the same contest. Look, it lowers your overall ceiling a little bit because obviously if you're going to put everything in one contest, you can only win that one contest and your cost of entry is going up. But let's be realistic. When you spread it out, say you have you know one entry in five different contests, yes, you can pick different teams every week, but you're not necessarily improving your long-term value because once you lose one in that contest, you're out. You don't manage yeah. to, to dodge that bullet or what have you. So that's the one thing I would say is the way you allocate your money in Survivor Go big into one contest as opposed to trying to get into every contest. And look, if you're in joints where it's a single entry or whatever, go ahead, you know, especially something fun, you know, $25 single entry, knock yourself out. But if you're really going to try to throw a couple hundred bucks at this and, and try to win something, I, I would say try to find something with an entry point where you can max enter when it's between like three to five entries. Or even if it's 10, a lot of times maybe one, two people go to 10. Most will stop at five or so. You know, that helps if you can look back at the previous entry history, how many people entered, that kind of thing. But that would be my first lesson. Great lesson. And to, and to pair along with that, when you have multiple entries, you, you need to be prepared I think to go the distance, more and more contests are showing, especially large contests where, again, you have those multiple entries are showing to go deep into the season before a winner is crowned. You have to think about it before the season starts. How do you go the distance? I think that's one of the biggest lessons. It used to be going into these, you're like, well, I just got to survive this week. You almost put yourself in the mentality of an NFL team where it's a one week season. We just got to win this week. Well, that's really not the case when it comes to when it comes to Survivor. You got to be thinking about don't get me wrong. You got to advance every week and you need to win that week, but you got to be thinking about how you can go to the distance. I, I think that was a big lesson this year. And we saw it with so many people still having one or two really good teams down the stretch when they're up against one or two other, you know, opponents in their survivor leagues that just don't have the same level of talent available in terms of blue chip teams. That's the difference. So be prepared to go the distance. Yeah, I can't tell if that was uh, just a setup like you want to use the joint from Cake, like he's going the distance. He's, he's going, going for, for speed. speed. But really, in Survivor, it really isn't about speed. And I like that it, it does come down to, again, early on, kind of balancing in week one, don't go all in on the Commanders against the Cardinals. It worked. But by doing that, you started out on a path that made your, you know, your available options very similar to everyone else who did the same thing which was very popular. So, you know, that leads into another one of my lessons. It's be aggressive early. 
Because you know what the difference between going out in week three and week 13 of a Survivor League that ends in week 16 is? Your pride. That's it. It makes zero difference. You win zero dollars. If it's going 16 weeks, you're out in three, week three, week nine, week 13. It doesn't matter. You're out. That's it. You're done. You don't, you don't get to buy back in. It is what it is. So don't worry about it. Be aggressive early. Take chances, especially... The bigger the contest, the more entries, the more chances you should take early. It's just something you have to do. It'll be uncomfortable. And yeah, if you get knocked out in week one, you know, maybe you're going to, oh, you got knocked out in week one. And then, you know, those people get knocked out like two weeks after that. Don't worry about it. If you really want to win seriously, you know, and that's why you want to multi-enter in the same contest. It goes back to what I said before. It gives you that option. It especially lets you be more aggressive early. Love it, Mills. Um, one thing that popped up this year that I just want to talk about is new coach bounce, yo. New coach bounce proved to be real. And I think it's something that you really got to watch for, even if everything is telling you, man, this is my pick. Even if early in the year you made out your plan and this was when you were going to use this team, but you didn't know that the team that they're going up against is just fired their coach. We saw it repeatedly this year where it was a scary day to bet against the team with the new coach. And more times than not, Mills, that new that new coach bounce won. So I think that's a lesson that you kind of see it every year, but it just seemed to really strike this year, not only in head coaches, but in offensive coordinators as well. As far as lessons, Jamie G, do you know where, the, you know, we use the term dead coach bounce, but do you know where it comes from? Can't say that I do, buddy. It's an old business term. It, it refers to the dead cat bounce, which was basically the idea that you could fire your CEO to gain a short-term stock bump. Or fire Makes some, sense. You know, basically make a scapegoat to get a short-term bump in value. And that Love was it. the dead cat bounce, and so that's why we call it the dead coach bounce. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. And it really is in Survivor. You know, the one thing I will say, we saw it this year, I don't want to be ageist or whatever, but most of the older quarterbacks got hurt. Yeah, Joe Flacco jumped in there. But one thing I would also say next year is you don't have to go crazy with it. But yeah, if you feel pretty good about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets early, burn them. Don't mess around with some of these older guys, these veteran teams, because I think they're also the teams that are more likely if shit goes wrong, they're going to pack it in. Team with a first-year head coach like the Panthers, you know, even though they, they fired Frank Reich, they still had the impetus to keep trying every week. And that kind of screwed you up on the back end. If you were going against, you know, the Panthers at least twice, it screwed you. Yeah. Kind of ironic, the ultimate irony that Bryce Young won the the head-to-head matchup with CJ Stroud. Yes. It's just, you can't make this stuff up. And that's how this league is. And we see examples like this every year. That's why it's important to remember them. Mills, really good point there with the old heads and just injuries in general, right? Having a plan for that. Um, Last one for me here. Just this this kind of showed it this year. Home team versus away team isn't always created equal. There used to be a general rule of thumb where it's like, okay, bet the home teams and stay away from division rivals and try not to do primetime games, right? Those are kind of your three, your three unwritten rules of like that's that'll carry you through for a while. But I think those times have changed. This matters more, I think, later in the year and with certain teams. You kind of learn it more in the second half of the season, right? Like, like you you, you see that. Some teams, you do not want to bet against them at home. But there's other teams 
that that it, it, that home field advantage doesn't really necessarily matter. So it's just this is one where where you know they're not created equal. It, the way the season plays out matters. Pay attention because when you find yourself mid to the back half of the season, this is something you you should know the answer to this question on home team versus away team. Yeah, that does not stand up as more. In fact, I would say now I only really have two hard and fast rules. One, avoid the short week whenever possible. And two, yeah. avoid the international games when possible. I would say those are the, the two rules I am sticking to the most right now. And especially, God forbid, it's a short week divisional game in Europe. Run away. Yeah. You don't want any part of it. You really don't. We're going to close the season with the results of our contest because, yeah, man, we had a little in-show game going here. First off, we've got our in-show Survivor Contest sponsored by To Be Determined. This is a typical Survivor Contest, but we count a tie as a loss because, gosh darn it, you ain't winning, you're losing. Mills, how did we do in Week 18, and what are the final results? Jamie G, you had the Patriots in Week 18, and you were correctly shamed for taking the Patriots by them losing. It was. I got there with the New Orleans Saints, pretty easy peasy. Overall, we had three double misses, weeks 11, 12, and 17, uh, because we both missed in 11 and 12, had missed previously. Double negative, can't be a tie. We had to keep going. So eventually, you technically won in week 14, where you hit your correct pick, and I missed. But overall, you had more misses than I did. You missed five times. I missed four times. But technically, you're the winner. But, you know, only technically. Otherwise, you know, I think we're, I think we're both winners. Everyone's a winner, baby. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And I'll win on a technicality. I, I'm, I'm not too prideful there uh, at all. Finally, it is time for the results of the Corrado Soprano Invitational. This is our mid-season Survivor Contest, which we call our little uh, Survivor Junior. It's exactly the same as our in-show contest, except that it began in week seven instead of week one. Mills, you know, just that time of the year when like people got knocked out by one or two big surprises and they're jonesing for more, that's that's when we start this one. How do we shake out in our Survivor Junior? All right, man. We both got our Week 18 picks correct. You use the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I use the Las Vegas Raiders. Overall, I won this one back in our second week of existence. That was Week 8. And overall... I won that too as well. JBG, you had three misses. I only had two. So while you won the original Survivor, I won the Junior. And the Junior has Uncle Junior. So I think by default, that's just better. I can't argue that at all, man. I mean, you know, I'd you didn't win the win Christopher Maltesate Survivor Contest or whatever. No, I won the, the Corrado <laughs> Soprano Invitational. That's important. That's big. You know, I mean, he, he hey, he was the boss there for a minute. Unfortunately, I think that that's going to do it for Survivor 2023. Next time you guys check us out, we'll be Survivor 2024. That's the bad news. The good news is that we'll be doing other stuff between now and then. So don't you worry. Next season will come, but we got a bunch of stuff happening in the interim here that we think you might be interested in. Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. We will definitely be continuing to talk about sports wagering and whatnot on Bet It, Bank It, Blow It. We'll be talking about Dynasty Football on Nine Guys. We'll be talking about Best Ball Football, the NFL Draft, all that stuff on Seize the Gap Fantasy Football 
the mothership and just make sure you're subscribed to our channel because there will be other stuff that is TBA or TBD, depending on which acronym you prefer. Thank you guys for checking out Survivor 2023 presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. I don't know, man. I, I'm still kind of in shock here. I can't believe it's already over. Remember, we've also got a bunch of other content on our channel that can help satisfy your Survivor fix until next season. Mills, remind everyone where they can find all of our stuff, which last I checked, and let me just, yep, it's still free. Oh, and good in free are synonyms, so remember that. And remember that you can find us wherever your podcasts and on YouTube. We're on social media at FF. We beg you, don't forget any of that stuff. And please don't forget the flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Nope, the flaps are not just for pilots. They're not just for birds. They're for you, too. If you had fun, please remember, click that thumb. We really appreciate it. Helps other people find our show and our channel. And thank you again for checking us out. I'm Magna Mills. He's Jamie G. Remember, the Survivor season might be over, but nothing's changed. The key to life is a lot like the key to winning your Survivor contest. Have a plan and get lucky. Stay lucky, my friends. I've got all my life to live, I've got all my life.